Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Yo! So I'm starting this podcast off a little bit different. I'm actually about to do a live call into Sludge's sports show in Philadelphia. It's on the biggest sports station, one of the biggest sports stations in the country, WIP. So I'm going to do a live call in to talk about the UFC because I was there in Vegas. And then we'll get into the regular podcast. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. 19 day Go Eagles training camp. Philadelphia's football station, where Eagles football happens. Yeah. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah. By the way, I didn't mention officially it's Sludge After Dark. Dark. We should use that 80s porn music. We'll use it later. My bad. This is the intro music for my boy Abe, basically, who's uh, checking in. But it is final hour. Everybody hold, hang tight. I will get to you. And we'll keep bringing the stories of the most reckless thing you ever did. We're talking Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. In fact, uh, joining us now is Abe Cannon, uh, my dude, and also uh, a host in Chicago on The Loop, a radio station there. Also does the Abe Cannon Show podcast. Uh, Abe, that was your, I put Danzig on for it. I know, that was nice. I wasn't expecting that. I'm actually calling about Cole Hamels. Well, are you saying that the, the Sox are picking him up? Yeah. That's what I'm hearing is that the Sox might get him. See, I've already started a rumor that Mariota's coming to the Eagles because he won't sign his contract. <laughs> how, much, how much trolling can we do with Twitter tonight? People started retweeting just because I mentioned Mariota that he's coming to the Eagles because he hasn't signed his contract yet. <laughs> um, so Abe is starting a rumor right now that the White Sox are interested in Cole Hamels. Somehow. That's right. I don't know how they have any. Well, or, or you could say the Cubs, too, since you're calling out of Chicago. But Yeah. I don't but, know. Well, I, I heard. This is what I heard. <laughs> This is <laughs> it's so funny because anybody can have a source. I could say, like, I could say right now that according to my source, Abe Cannon, the White Sox are moving hard. Yeah, just because Hamels I live by here. The trade debt. Just because you live there and you work at a radio station, it's so easy how you can say a source or make something up. So maybe someone will pick it up. Yeah, I, what I heard is that they're going to re-sign Paul Canerico to a 10-day contract and trade him to the Phillies for Cole Hamels <laughs> and the remaining four years of his deal and $102 million. Well, listen, you heard it here first, and I don't want anybody else taking credit for this damn story because I got Abe on this show to talk about it. He didn't go on Angelo's show. Oh, no, you won't hear me. Any, I just want to make that known. You won't hear me on Josh, Josh Innes, Angelo, yep. nowhere. Right. I only give exclusive information to Brian Haddad, a.k.a. Sludge. Right. Well, I appreciate that and the loyalty and nothing but love back to you, brother. Yeah, thank you. And and, and but, that that's just what I heard. I can't confirm or deny it. I heard they're signing Paul Canerico to a 10-day deal, and they're going to trade him for Cole Hamels. That's I what I heard. I can't wait to see the retweets on that, <laughs> on, on that story. I, I can't. <laughs> hashtag, uh, I don't know, uh, hashtag uh, Abe story. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want to put out there. All right, before I get into uh, the other sports stuff, I, so my buddy Abe here, He's obsessed kind of with talking about, like, food and women stuff. But this is – something happened to me here in Philly last week that made me think of you. So, I'm sorry. I, I drove back into town, and I'm st- I'm craving a – and this is probably sacrilege because I didn't go to a local joint, but I went to Jimmy John's to get a sub. Which is delicious. 
It is, but a lot of, you know, Abe here, you know, you got plenty of local hoagie shops. That of do course. Amazing job. But, but not, I like Jimmy John's, so I was craving it for some reason, that flavor. So I go in there, and I don't go there very often, because it's not near my crib. But I go in there, I say, give me a gargantuan, of course. Oh, nice. You didn't get yeah. the Italian. You went right for the gargantuan. I went for the double Italian, basically, which is the gargantuan. And the guy's cutting, he, he, he makes it all up nice. It's over by uh, Jefferson Hospital over here in Philly in Center City. So he cuts it, he's getting it really nice. He has a knife out. And then he looks at me. I don't go in there very often. And the guy looks at me and he says, Hey, I can't remember how you like it. Do you like it cut? <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly thought of you because if you listen to A's podcast, you'll see that he talks about when you go to a place too much, like, like a place like Jimmy John's, let's yep. say, and they start, they know you, you can't go there anymore. You have it's to embarrassing. With, it's embarrassing that you've gone there so many times that the guy knows you enough to know your order. And the instant he said that, I was like, he's, I can't remember how you like it. You like it cut in half? I go, bro, I don't know you. I don't, don't, don't assume I come in here all the time and do this. And if anybody else has any experiences like that, I'd love to hear from you at 888-729-9494. If you go someplace too much and they all of a sudden know you, does it disgust you? Because I know it disgusts Abe. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. As, do you guys have Dunkin' Donuts there? Uh, yeah, of okay, course. Okay, so it's as simple as Dunkin' Donuts. I went to a Dunkin' Donuts every day, and the lady started making my drink as I was walking in the door, and then she made direct eye contact with me while she handed it to me, so yeah. I stopped going in there, because I didn't want that eye contact every time, that smile, like she like she did something special for me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she went out of her way for me, and, and I don't, I don't your, want that. And it's not your mom. It's, it's, somebody at, <laughs> it's somebody at a hoagie place or whatever. Yeah, it's a random Indian lady at, at Dunkin' Donuts. And, you know, she's a very nice lady, but she just made this eye contact with me, like, oh, that big smile. She's so proud of herself. And, like, oh, thank you so much. And then she wants to have a little chit-chat. And I'm not, I don't want to do that. You just want your sandwich. Exactly. Or I, want I go as far as lying. Like, if I'm at Chipotle or Jimmy John's, wherever, I'll have a fake conversation with my dad, who I haven't talked to in, you know, 20 years, and I'll say, Dad, what did you want again? Extra, extra mayo, Dad? Yeah. Now, oh, we're, ex- now we're really <laughs> delving into your psychosis. Now, now we're really doing it. But, uh, yeah, so if you if you feel that way, I'd like to hear from you. Tom, our producer, do you feel that way? If you go someplace regularly like that, like, a, let's say, a Dunkin' Donuts, you get disgusted if they, they get to know you too well. He, he doesn't. Our producer's fine with it. He's, he's fine. He doesn't get disgusted. It might be just you, Abe. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's not too. disgusting like us. Well, I, I, <laughs> I certainly got disgusted when he said that. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Do you like it cut in half? I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could cut it in half. Yeah, cut it in half. I'd be fine. I thought you were uh, going to tell the story about me throwing the 20. Throwing the 20 down. At Gibson's. What? Oh, this was a good story, too. This happened on my road trip, which I was talking about last night. So we're in this, uh, it's, a, it's a classy steakhouse piano bar, and there's this uh, older... It's the most famous steakhouse in Chicago. It is. It's like You Gibson's. go there, that's where you see John Cusack hanging out, all the actors and stuff hang out Sinatra there. Sinatra used to go there all the right. time. exactly. And this really old, probably guy that was playing piano there when, when Sinatra was there, playing all these great tunes, jamming. And I said, request that song from the end of Ocean's Eleven. Claire de Lune, is it called, I yeah, think? Yeah, Claire de Lune. That's exactly and, right. And the guy looks at my friend Abe here, and he says, uh, hey, you want me to get killed? This is a piano bar. This is supposed to be upbeat here. So Abe just whips out, and I'm not. And Abe doesn't have, like, a fat stack. Like, he does, he's not 50 Cent here where he's going to make it rain, even though 50 Cent's bankrupt now. But, you know, he doesn't have uh, – I'm, I'm not trying to diminish your – Yeah, your I'm not mind. a millionaire or anything like Let's that. just say that. Let's just say that. We're not, you're not that. But you throw out a 20, and he throws it right on the keys of the keyboard. And the guy goes, looks back at Abe and goes, 
I think I remember it. <laughs> and then he played the long version. And then he played like the 10 minute version yeah. of the song. <laughs> that was awesome. And was did a- you see the respect I got from all the, the MILFs and old women that were sitting around us? They all oh, looked at me with that eye like, aha. Uh-huh. It was, it was a Sunday night. There was a lot of cougars and MILFs there sitting on the piano drinking martinis. And, and, and they all looked at it and said, this guy's somebody. Hey, wearing a, I, don't, I don't remember what shirt you were wearing, but I don't know. It was I, think a it was a, I think it was a Macho Man t-shirt. Yeah, probably a Macho Man shirt. <laughs> and he instantly got respect by flip. That just shows what money does. It just money can money buys all. You, you got the guy, you don't think money buys happiness? Look at the smile on my face. <laughs> it's true, though. Anything, if you have money. You could do anything. If you have no problem peeling off 20s, I was at a, a different piano bar, and I said, hey, what will it cost for uh, you to play my request next? Because, you know, they have 100 requests. And he said, 20 bucks. I said, done. Play November Rain. So he played November Rain, which is like nine minutes. Yeah. Money talks. By the way, our producer just, just texted me, the people at my school cafeteria knew my order, and I loved it. It gave me more free time. <laughs> <laughs> Strong, strong. All right, so uh, we're talking to Abe Cannon, who was at UFC 189, by the way, last Saturday, which turned out to be, I should have been there. I was supposed to go, but yeah. I didn't. I, I explained the story last night. I was supposed to go to Tony Romo's fantasy football camp, and the NFL, the douches canceled it because, oh, NFL players can't be involved with a casino. But uh, instead you were, quote, driving around with your dad. Is that what you said you had to do? That, that's what I was doing. I was driving around <laughs> with my dad. What? I really was. I dad, know. My, me and my dad went and got uh, taillights for my car, my 13-year-old car that went out while Abe was in Vegas at UFC 189. That's what I did. <laughs> so uh, it th- turned out to be one of the best cards ever almost. Maybe the best card of all time. Yeah, so describe the scene and you going in there. And, of course, the Conor McGregor fight, which we talked a little about last night, and uh, the Lawler fight was, was a true gladiator war where now both guys can't fight, I don't think, till 2016. Uh, but describe the scene there. The Robbie Lawler fight may be the greatest title fight in UFC history. Conor McGregor had, they said 2,500, but it seemed like a lot more than 2,500 people from Ireland there. And they were, they all had their flags. The whole card, they were doing their, their Irish folk songs. They were doing, ole, 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 ole. They were doing that the whole time, going crazy. When he won that fight, it was like when the, you know, all I can refer to is the Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup throwing beers everyone was going crazy everyone you know it was just it was like they won uh you know whatever the soccer championship is the world cup yeah and now when you were i said what's it tyson was there arnold schwarzenegger was there i saw in the audience they were showing on the pay-per-view card did you did you you get near anybody or where were you at well if if you go on my twitter at abe cannon a-b-e-k-a-n-a-n i actually had a video i made of leonardo dicaprio Oh, I see. Yeah, the creeper video you made. It was a creeper video because I saw him walk in. I just so happened to walk outside, like into the uh, you know the hallway there, and Leo walks in like he's like King Joffrey. You, you call him Leo? Are you guys tight? That- <laughs> it's funny. I, I thought he goes by Leo DiCaprio, and, and I, I've heard that from ten people. Oh, you're that cool with him? Do you call him Leo? <laughs> do you call Do you call De Niro Bobby? I, I don't. Do, I hate, and I hate people who do that. I don't know why I've been calling him Leo DiCaprio. It's yeah. weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. So I Leonardo just, DiCaprio walks in. No, I like the better. He said so. Leo walks in. Okay, so I'll, I'll go back to that. So Leo walks in like the King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. He has four, literally four people on each side of him. He's right in the middle. I yell out right away, "Hey, Leo!" <laughs> and then some douchebags like, "No, no, no, man! Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, man!" Really? So, what he gave you? He gave you the Heisman. He gave oh yeah. The, he gave you the hand to back off. He was like. 
when King Joffrey walks through the the peasants in Game of Thrones and all the guards, if anyone tries to talk to him, they like punch him in the face and stuff like that. That's what it was like. It was like the king walking through. He walked right in the middle. Four guys on each side didn't make eye contact. It's it's almost like he was comatose and, and he had tunnel vision. He couldn't hear or see anyone. And he ignored everything. Um, he walks inside. Then I see him and one of his guys walk out into the bathroom. And that's when I, I didn't film him in the bathroom, but I started filming when he came out of the bathroom. And I said, hey, it's Leo DiCaprio. And then he yeah. walked right past me. Yeah, you made it clear to show your styling suit and unbuttoned shirt with no tie in your face. <laughs> and then put Leo behind you. So it was a sneaky move because you could have been texting unless one of his boys saw that it was actually, you were actually filming, which oh, sounds exactly. like that's what happened. Yeah. But that not that the look that you and I always said we wanted in Vegas? That, that Tony, uh, Tony Montana look? Well, that or swingers, you know, going to the old, uh, what's the, Fre- the Fremont? Is that uh, the old Vegas? What's the casino that they did? I think it's the Fremont. Yeah, Fremont Street. Uh, uh, Fremont, well, Fremont Street, yeah, and the Fremont Casino. But yeah, I lost my I lost my pants in Vegas. I took a suit there to take a picture, and I lost the pants. Like, <laughs> like an idiot. I'm going around with my mom at department stores looking for trying to find pants that match the suit coat over the over this. That's another thing I did while you were in Vegas. It was wild. There was a, a drunk Irish guy on the... You ever go on that monorail? It's that new train they have in Vegas that goes through I, the casinos? Let me tell you something. You go to Vegas, that's the best kept secret in Vegas, that monorail. It gets you up and down the strip quick and no one takes it. It costs five bucks. You sit in a cab for about 45 minutes trying to do that on the road. It takes you five minutes to go from, uh, like, uh, up, like, let's say, I'm trying to think down the strip where I was at. The like MGM Grand to, to like, uh, Harrah's, it takes, you know, it's like a $25 cab ride. Yeah, it takes five minutes and five bucks on the monorail, which is hid behind the casinos, and no one in town uses it. It's, it's the best-kept secret in Vegas. So I was on that thing, and, and this Irishman was all drunk. He was singing all these songs, and he goes, I got robbed by a hooker. You know, I she stole my watch. It cost me 100 pounds. Is that I your get, Irish accent? Uh, well, I, I do do a good one. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. That's that's what McGregor says. So, uh-huh. he, so, so he, said, he, said someone stole, he said someone stole his watch. And uh, and it was a hooker, and he took her back to his room, and she took his money and his watch. So I said, that's the first rule in Vegas. You don't pick up hookers. Well, that's good advice. <laughs> that's <laughs> my personal advice. If you, remember, if you remember anything from this phone call when it ends, just take that. don't remember the Cole Hamels rumor, which we just made up, by the way. It's already trending on Twitter now, I'm seeing. Uh, don't retweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. I, I Paul Canerco those- re-signed for a 10-day contract. <laughs> Traded to the Phillies for the remainder of Cole Hamill's salary and, and contract. I already have like one a point oh oh percent journalistic integrity in sports talk. Now I'll have none because I had you on today. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have had me on then because well, I, I, I take I, you. I, to I the knew negative. what I was. Get, I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> so, um, any other? You went to the post fight press conference, and I actually didn't watch it. I know they replayed on YouTube, but so McGregor won. Epically, do you think there was a little bit of at the end there, Chad Mendez, that they called it a little quick? No way. If okay. you watched it live, he he was he got knocked out. Well, I saw it. I mean, he was going down, and you know, sometimes they wait for like one or two more punches. They didn't. He stopped it before he was even all the way on the ground. I know Vanderlei Silva put out a video uh, talking about maybe that it was uh, a fixed up. I don't think it was no either. No way. Well, I think Mendez would have got clobbered anyway if he gave one more punch. He was like unconscious. So I call somebody- those the brain damage punches. Yeah, when- I, call them the, I call them the courtesy punches. <laughs> exactly. like that, the guy's unconscious. He gave one un, a courtesy punch right down to his chin, you know. Yeah, and those are the ones that are going to take you from, you know, not being able to talk at 67 down to, like, 53. A and, couple Lawler, of those. and Lawler's lip was, like, slight. I mean, it was, like, oh, it was disgusting. It was, it, it was such a, I mean, it was a bloodbath. It was like if you took those scissors that you cut chickens with and just cut the top of his lip. That's oh, what it looked like. That's gross, dude. That's what it looked like.
Yeah. The Red Cross should have been there collecting up all the blood and using it again. It was much <laughs> blood on all the cards. Um, so any other any other final thoughts on the, on the trip in the Vegas and all the, the the scene of UFC 180, which I think was the highest gate they ever made. It $7. was. $7.5 million, I believe. Yep, $7.2 million, and, and they're saying the pay-per-view is probably on pace to get a million. And, uh, well, you heard Conor McGregor now is the coach of the Ultimate Fighter. Yes. So that's going to suck. Why's that? I don't know. Like who? No one. That show needs. You know what they need to do is get rid of the Ultimate Fighter and do a Dana White reality show. Dana White was doing these YouTube videos for a while, where all he does is go to casinos and win like a million dollars and leave playing blackjack. Yeah, he did that, and, and you're right. I, I didn't even watch this last season of Ultimate Fighter. I've watched every season. I didn't even watch the last one. By the way, I think Frankie Edgar already called out Conor McGregor at the. At the did he do that? At he the did. Event? I saw him. I saw him. He went up. To, they they kind of like brushed him off, though. I noticed. Because it's like, this is, give Connor his moment, man. This is Connor's moment. <laughs> is that what his guy sounded like? Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, they obviously want McGregor to win. Yeah. It's like, go, get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, Bob, well, any final thoughts before I let you go? Uh, yeah, just go to Vegas for more than two days because that's too short of a trip. To, I think the perfect Vegas trip is three nights because two is too short. Four becomes too long. Three is perfect. Well, I'll tell you why you're right, because I went out there twice this year, and the problem is coming from the East Coast and you come from the West Coast. You need that travel day to you need to adjust a day. You need at least one day to get, drink but sleep in so you can adjust to the time change, because that's what happened to me. I, by the time I was came back, I was destroyed because uh, I guess I'm a wuss, but whatever. But you know, Yeah, I, I because we got there Friday, and you know I, we do the morning show, so I, I wake up at like 3 in the morning. So you land in Vegas, and, and right away it's like, let's go, let's go, and you want to, you know, you it's like you feel like you have to go out, but you're so tired, it ruins everything. Yeah. So, Abe, tell people where they can listen to your podcast. Oh, just go to my website, abecannon.com, A-B-E-K-A-N-A-N.com, or just follow me on Twitter, at Abe Cannon. Thanks, dude, for checking in. I appreciate it. All right, Sludge. Later. We're going to talk to so some people are calling up about food places. They feel put them on. Out with the people. I'll put them on. i got to move to a break, but I'll do it after the break, so everybody hang tight on. Abe, thanks, dude. All right, later, man. Later. All right, now we're going to start up the podcast. Let me get these ruffians on the phone. That was kind of cool, I guess. A little a little something different for you podcast listeners. Live on a, oh, hang on. Live on a uh, a huge sports show. Even though I'm, I, I do live radio every morning on the loop in Chicago, but that's always a little something different. Let me get these gentlemen on. Hang on one second. We have Sam live. Hello. <laughs> no Ryan this week. He had some stuff going on. Bass will be joining us in a minute. Sam, did you listen to me on Sludge's show just now? You know what? I actually did not. Um, sorry. I, I did see your text, uh, but I didn't get a chance. What uh, What was What was that all about? We were talking about the uh, UFC that I went to in Vegas. Uh, was he out there or no? No, no, but he does a sports show, so he wanted yeah. my expert commentary on it. And what was your expert analysis? I told him that <laughs> I told him that the White Sox are signing Paul Canerco to a ten day contract and trading him to 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 the the Phillies for Cole Hamels and the remainder of his contract because I guess that's all they're obsessed with in Philadelphia. That is UFC expert analysis. <laughs> that's the first thing I said. So how was how was Vegas? It looked like you were having a good time. Actually, uh, it's funny. Um, Danny Gaga actually sent me a picture. I don't know if it was from your Periscope. You actually had a suit on, which was I thought pretty impressive. Well, yeah, because I because we were covering the UFC, and I told Roker, "Let's wear suits, like in swingers." Oh, it's a smart move, yeah. Just because you don't want to look like you know a piece of shit. Of course not. No. But you of course, to... of course, when I got there, you know, like one, I was one of five people wearing suits. Everyone else was like a mouth breather, 
and at the best, some shitty polo shirt. How was what kind of suit does Roker wear? Does he have like a, he didn't wear a suit? He was wearing oh. like a, a, a snake skin green dress shirt. Because I could see him with like at best one of those like tweed jackets with the big uh, elbow pads. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him wearing one of those. He was wearing those uh, <laughs> those baggy jeans with the almost like um, those big boot cut. You know what I mean? Almost like yeah, bell bottoms. The sharp guy with. <laughs> With some sharp black shoes. Yeah. Yeah, he has those, like, black dress shoes, those, um... With the two beads on them? Yeah, he's got those... He probably got them from, like, his grandfather or something in, like, the 70s. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, no, it looked like fun. I mean, it's, uh... That, that was... That was probably... And I, I don't say this very often, but that was probably the funnest time I've had watching a UFC event. Yeah, it might have been I the best UFC ever. City Bar. It could have been the best one ever, I think. I, I mean, I, I think so. I, I definitely think it's uh, it's definitely the start of a new direction for UFC. couple things I noticed in Vegas. So we went to the Fan Fest thing they had the day before, which is pretty cool, too. You got to see that. That's pretty Yeah, what crazy. is that? It's like, is it kind of like um, autographs? and? Yeah, it's like Comic-Con or something, but okay. it's all UFC. It's a UFC, what do they call it? The uh, I think it's just called the UFC Fan Fest. But you walk in there, it's huge. And uh, it's funny because... Are they always like that, or it was just because this was the big one? No, every year it's in that big convention center, the Sands Convention Center. But it oh, just, okay, so it's the... I'm sorry, so it's like the, it's their yearly... I, I get it now. I was thinking that you were saying that they have one for every show, but... No, 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 no. It, once a year I, for, yeah. for International Fight Week. Right, okay, yep. Yeah, and so they have, like, jujitsu mats. They have, like, jujitsu tournaments going on in there. They have wrestling. They have everything. And... uh it's funny that every foreign media guy has some kind of crazy look. Like they have bleach blonde hair, a mohawk, you know, a fat guy with like, you know, a dress coat and, and, and boot cut. Or those, what are those jeans rolled up? What is that? Uh, yeah, they have like the embroidered pockets. And, yeah, but what are the jeans yeah. that you roll up at the bottom? What do they call that? Is there a name for it? A culotte? I don't know. No, no, no. When, when you roll your jeans up at the bottom. Um... It's called uh, something. Height roll or something? or No, it's called, there's some name for it, where you have the bottoms rolled up. You ever see that? Where... I mean, I, I've seen people with rolled up jeans. I, I didn't know there was a name for it. Just where the bottoms rolled up. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I can't help you. I don't know. Hang on, let me look it up. I mean, I, I was at a UFC event with you um, um, in the, at the presser, and I remember that all the all of the foreign journalists Oh, cuffed. UFC. Cuffed jeans. Cuffed uh, at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that cuffed isn't rolled up. Cuffed is cuffed. That's folded over. But every guy, they, they have... Yeah. And it's always a guy who's... Yeah, they, all, they all look like extras from the U2 discotheque video. All <laughs> foreign mixed martial arts journalists. But they're too fat to be wearing the outfit they're wearing. Like, they're wearing a tucked-in dress shirt into cuffed jeans. Yeah. Re- some kind of wacky hairstyle. Yeah. Either really... Sp- kind of like picture... Um, Brad Pitt. Yeah, they're, not, they're, not, they're not real journalists. That's, well, of that's course why. not. But picture Brad Pitt in Fight Club, only it didn't look cool like that. More unkept and bigger. That that style. But isn't, isn't that true? I mean, and you know, you've been you've been around sporting events. Isn't that true for a lot of sports journalism? There's there's always a few official guys, but then you get a lot of people like Base who show up with like a talk <laughs> boy. I mean, that's not an insult to Base. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, it is. I remember that Base. No, I remember Base used to always show up at, at all these sporting events. With a talk boy. 
No, but you, I mean, we used to talk about it on, our, on our old show how Baker yeah. up to these sporting events just because he had a, a press pass, but he really wasn't doing any. He he wasn't. He just had the pass, but he wasn't actually reporting on anything. He was just there getting audio um, for his own personal collection. Really, he wasn't actually. He wasn't even getting audio. Oh, he had no bad. His recorder had no bad. Yeah, or he was just hanging out. I mean, so is, isn't there a lot of that pretty much across all sports? Yeah, but MMA is way worse because yeah, there's so much it, fake media. I yeah, mean, I probably shouldn't have been there, media. to be honest. But <laughs> oh, You're probably one of the more legit media guys there. Well, I, I, I have a legit outlet, but it's not like I'm Peter Gammons or someone at a baseball event. Like no. I shouldn't. I don't have that kind of credit. Like, I'm not Ariel Helwani, who I saw, right. there, by the way. Um, He's cool. He, Yeah, we had him on the show. He was, he was very cool. It's funny that you see a guy like him. He's at the top of the game for MMA journalists. And he's so nice. He was he he he's a fan of guys like, you know, CM Punk, Conor McGregor, the guys who are fun for the sport. Then you get these really uptight media guys who just they don't want No! Conor McGregor, ew. I want a boring champion. There's like no fun. Like they they keep calling CM Punk Phil Brooks. They can't help themselves. Yeah. Those kind of guys, but like it's below it, them to call him by what his name really is. Yeah, exactly. That's Meanwhile, fun. they call Kimbo Slice Kimbo Slice, right. and his name's Kevin Ferguson. But I'm boring people who don't like MMA. But I just hate that whole mentality of you know we're so serious. There's no fun to be had here. This is serious, right? Well, that's you know we, I think we we're this was I think on last week's uh, episode we were talking about sports journalism, and, and, and I think a lot of these guys across all sports take themselves way too seriously. And I mean, ultimately, you're, you're you know you're covering, you know, I, I wouldn't call mixed martial arts a kids game, but you're covering, you know, something that really, if you look at it, isn't really that serious. I mean, it's really just a game, yeah. and you know, let's not be assholes about it. Be kind to each other. I noticed a couple things. Number one, and tell me what you would do in this situation. I I, I think I know what you would do. So there was this guy who had no legs. He had those. You know, those metal, he had metal legs and he was sitting in a seat and this big doofus came up to him and he kicked him. I, I think he was sitting in that guy's seat and he kicked him out of the seat and, and it was real sad watching him walk down the stairs because he could walk, but you could tell it's hard for him to walk. Right. And there was a seat next to that guy too that was open the whole show. Oh, so, this was actually this was in your seat in the arena, not this was right next to me, the row right next the, to me. Not at the presser. He was I don't know what happened. He was saying something to the guy. The guy got up and walked away like embarrassed. Like he kicked him out of his seat basically. I well, don't know if the guy was in the wrong seat or what. I mean if you know what, I mean uh, I, I sympathize with the gentleman's handicap, but it doesn't mean he could steal somebody else's seat. I mean Well that's my question. Right. I mean would I if it was my seat yeah, I would ask. I would politely ask for the seat back, and I, you know, I definitely wouldn't make jokes at his expense. But just you wouldn't like trip him. You wouldn't trip him on the way out. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what you said? I know what you do. What, what did you think I would do in that situation? Well, I knew you'd kick him out of your seat. Well, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do in that situation? What, what would you do? You'd let him have it. You go I mean, if there was an his, open seat right next you go to sit it, up in his nosebleed seat. <laughs> if there was, if there was an open seat next to him the whole show, I would just say, hey, well, "Why couldn't that guy sit in the open seat then?" Well, well, that's the thing. Maybe once he said, "This is my seat," then the guy got real uncomfortable. Well, maybe, maybe the guy would have been okay with him sitting in the open seat. He just wanted to establish that was his seat. 
I mean, I don't, I don't see any foul there. Yeah, you but, follow me? I, I, I mean, if it was, if the place was completely packed, no, the, the guy seat, stole my seat again. There were a couple I, I seats in that row. About his situation, there were a couple. I would have sat in the seat next to him, and I would have said, "Hey, you know, that's actually my seat, but it's cool if you want to sit there, unless well, I." Well, get- you should have to. You know, he shouldn't have to do all that. I mean, it, he could just say, "You know what? That's my seat." Okay, and, and you know, most likely the guy was uncomfortable because he knew he was in the wrong guy's seat, so he didn't want to sit in his row. For somebody else to come. Well, that's the thing. Once someone says you're in my seat, yeah, you don't just sit next to them. Oh, okay, I'll just sit in this seat. Then. Well, that, there's two options. You do do that. You either move to the next seat or you just embarrass, get totally embarrassed and run. And that's that's what I usually do. Just because yeah, you know, you, it'd be one thing if the guy was like, you know, get out of my seat, cripple. It, 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 but if he just said, "Excuse me, sir, this is actually you're sitting in my seat," um, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't see how that's a problem. You know, despite the guy's handicap, he still should be sitting in his assigned seat. It's, it's not. But I mean, you just see the guy, and you you, for- you instantly feel bad because he has those metal legs. So I I personally would have at least given him the option. I would have said I I might not have said anything, or I would have said, you know, you're in my seat. It's cool though. Uh, if no one shows up in this seat, you know, then you know we'll just do it this way. Yeah, but why can't he just go sit in that seat? Then I don't know why you have to give him your seat. I don't want to come off as a bad guy here or like a heel, but. I- I mean, it, it, I don't think that the guy was caused any irreparable damage to this guy by just telling him he was in his seat. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? But the guy, it looked like he was he was making a scene. He was making well, some sort well, of scene. I mean, I guess that's unnecessary. You know, if the guy said, no, it's my seat now, prick. I mean, you know, at that point, I don't care what the guy's situation is. I mean, if it's his, if, if, if the guy... I mean, do you know that the guy who came back for his own seat started the scene? Or do you think the other guy... It's like the Larry David thing where Larry David tries to use the handicap stall um, <laughs> because he had to go, and the handicap guy makes an ass out of him. Yeah. It's just like that, like the guy thought that because he had a handicap that he owned the seat. I mean, again, I'm not trying to, you know, diminish the guy's handicap, but it wasn't his seat. I mean, it's not about it's not about his personal situation it's about his it's about what seat was he assigned that's all it is yeah i i, I just would have at least said hey you know you want to sit in this seat it's it, i don't think yeah, well, I saying, why do you have to go out of your way i mean he obviously knows you could steal seats he just stole one i mean so he can go i'm, I'm just saying i mean he could just go steal another seat he knows how it works but he, he had a good say, stolen okay. seat now, if it was me and I said, excuse me, sir, you're in my seat, which I've done plenty of times, I feel like any time I go to a show, somebody's in my seat, especially if it's a good seat, and I, do, I, I never make a seat, I just say, you know, excuse me, that's my seat, and I understand I've, I've done the same thing, where I've sat in better seats until the person arrived. There's nothing worse than that, though. You're so embarrassed, at least me. Don't you just feel ashamed, because you feel like all those eyes are just staring at you around you like this loser. He's probably no, in the nosebleeds. I, I don't, because I know everybody does it. I, it it's not that big of a deal. I don't. I, I honestly, I don't get very embarrassed about it. So you, what do you do? Do you just put your head down and? I just get up and go. I don't say is, anything. Is it, it like that, that that scene in Game of Thrones where it's like shame, shame? Yeah, they strip me naked shame. in six minutes <laughs> up to my nosebleed seat. If you've never seen Game of Thrones, go on YouTube after you listen to this, or pause this and go on YouTube right now and type in Game of Thrones shame scene. I, it's up there with nudity and everything. They make the queen walk. So she's she goes to the uh, the high uh, sparrow, who's like a priest. 
But if you've never seen Game of Thrones, you have no idea what any of this means. Well, no, no, but you just, it doesn't matter. What, I'm just <laughs> explaining. So, so basically she had sex with her brother and her cousin. And what's it called, Tim? A penance? Yeah, penance. Her penance is that they cut all her beautiful hair off. They strip all her clothes off of her. And they make her walk back from the basically the 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 church or whatever it is back to the castle, which is a huge walk. What, what do you think it was? Yeah, miles, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, they said the scene was like seven minutes long. Yeah, so it, it's this long walk. And yeah. the whole time her feet are getting just – her feet are – completely bloody by the time she walks and while she's walking people are throwing shit at her they're like one guy pulled his dick out he's like hey check this out people are they're all calling her a whore women are calling her the c-word it, it's a horrible and, and, and the whole time while she's walking a woman's walking behind her ringing a bell and saying shame shame yeah ding, 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 ding. shame ding 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 shame so like yeah. that, that's it's one of those things though, Yab, honestly, I, I think if you haven't watched Game of Thrones for five seasons, you, you don't understand. No, what. no, no. If you watch that scene though, I mean you could figure out what's going on. I just explained it. Yeah. They strip her clothes off her, cut her hair. It doesn't matter what, what happened. This was her punishment. Right. They stripped her down, cut her hair off, made her walk naked back to the castle, and they were ringing a bell behind her saying, Shame. 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 Ding 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 ding. Shame. So that that's what I pictured, Sam. Like you get kicked Were they out. using the bell from Punch Out, Mike Tyson's Punch Out? <laughs> ding, 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 Shame, shame. And I know it's on YouTube. You have you, if you're listening to this, you have to. If you haven't seen that, you have to watch it. Um, but that's what I pictured, Sam. You getting kicked out like at a uh, at the yeah. Who concert, and then the usher the usher walks you back up to the three hundred level with that bell. Shame. Maybe that's what they should do because then there wouldn't be this uh, this uh, epidemic of everybody stealing each other's seats. Because I, I honestly, I feel like anytime I go to a show, especially if they're good seats that you usually end up getting for us, um, I feel like there's always somebody sitting in the seat. Oh, sorry, a dude. Lot of, a lot of the time, in a lot of these situations, the people in the seat who took your seat almost look annoyed that you're asking for your own. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? Oh, right. Whatever. So all I'm saying to kind of round back to where we started. All I'm saying is you don't really know how the gentleman, um, the disabled gentleman, he seemed very um, charming from my vantage point. Well, yeah, but you don't know how he reacted when the other guy came and tried to take what was rightfully his. Well, he, I mean, pulled it, he pulled his dick out and said, "Go fuck yourself." All right. Maybe that's why the guy got mad and kicked. Yeah, him maybe. Out. Maybe that sounds. That sounds, uh, he said, "Suck my dick, Wanker." Yeah. yeah. Was it mostly all um, Irishmen? They, uh, there were like a few thousand. There were a bunch of Irishmen, and then a lot of guys who who just wanted to fight. Like they had their fists clenched the whole time. Did you guys get in any fights? No. I've I've managed to never get into fights anywhere, which is what most people should figure out how to do. It's very easy not to fight if you don't want to. Are a lot of those Irish fans? Are they like hooligans? Like a are they like soccer hooligans? Like they're looking for trouble? Uh, it didn't seem like it. They they were just more just really. It was more. It was just they were really happy to be. I mean, I'm sure they would fight at, at the drop of a hat, but they weren't like trying to find fights. I'm sure if someone said, "Hey, you fucking Irish piece of shit," I'm sure they'd fight in three seconds. Yeah, but they weren't active. They weren't like Vito who was walking around, you know, around the hotel with his fists clenched, staring <laughs> everyone down. 
Hey, what are you looking at? Hey, you looking for a bruising? <laughs> what are you cruising for a bruising? What the fuck you looking at, shitty boy? <laughs> I want to go back to that shame. We we should start that up. We should have all ushers should have bells. And if you're in the wrong seat, they walk you back and they say, shame. Shame. Can you imagine how many, uh, every usher would have someone there walking back to their seat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, what would you do if they did that? That might be out of, an, out of your standard usher's pay grade right now. I'm sure they'd all get punched in the face, right? You walk some moron back, like Rocco, we were talking about last week from Mundelein. Yeah. Hey, what do you mean I got to go back to my seat? Shame. The only problem Shame. is I, I think the ushers at your your standard, um, you know, arena-sized place don't have the backing of the High Sparrow to <laughs> like that off. So. And, the, the, and the faith militant. I would love to do that to an asshole, though. When you're just some dickhead that's in your seat, all fucked up, you make him take all his clothes off and walk him back up to the 300 level. Yeah. Shame. 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 There was another guy in Vegas playing blackjack, and he was wearing an eye patch. And it had the skull and crossbones on it. Really? Why? If you have an eye patch, why would you put skull and crossbones yeah. on it? Like, isn't that That's the last thing you would put on it? Asshole. <laughs> that really does. I mean, I read you already look like a pirate, and then you put the skull and crossbones on. Yeah, it's it's a little much. I wouldn't even wear an eye. If, if you were missing an eye, wouldn't you just wear sunglasses all the time? Well, I mean, no, because you really can't wear sunglasses all the time indoors unless you're Bono. Um, I don't so know. you I mean, wear an eye patch? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's... Wait, so you'd be I, embarrassed? Honestly, about- I, I may. I may, because I'm thinking about the alternatives right now. I mean, you really can't wear sunglasses all the time. It's not a good look. And you could, you could get a glass eye, but um, I don't know. Glass eyes kind of creep me out. Um, so yeah, I probably actually would wear an eye patch. <laughs> I mean, I guess like when, you're wearing, when you're wearing your sunglasses, you could take the eye patch off when you're out. You know, I, I guess you, uh, you could always have the sunglasses on when it's sunny out. Um, or not even that, but pretty much all day long. But in the evening, I'd probably break out the eye patch. But wouldn't it like make your vision worse in that one eye? If you're wearing sunglasses anyway, maybe you need as much vision as you could get with one eye. So they're all the more reason to wear the eye patch. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's maybe that's. I, mean, I, why. I don't know if I would go around with the eye exposed, with the or the socket exposed. <laughs> Isn't, there's no would. there's no eyelid. So you think when you're missing an eye, the eyelid's cut off? Well, no, but I mean, but but I, I'm just saying. Socket. I mean, there's there's, not, there's nothing there. Yeah, but there's an eyelid covering it, isn't there? So you always have to hold it shut. Well, you think the eyelid just pops open? Oh, I mean, it probably not, would, right? Yeah. Because your eyelid would think that the eye is there and it would be open when the other one's yeah, it's not like it just It's not like when your eye's gone, the eyelid just like closes permanently. <laughs> oh, I thought I mean, it, it Yeah, it's open. I mean, Wait, you if you're a, missing an eye, why can't you just get that other eyelid like sewn shut? And I, that's not Why a would joke. you want to get it sewn shut? So at least then your eyes close instead of looking at a socket. Well, I don't know. I wonder if that would rip open. Oh, Probably, I, right? Eye specialist. Have them on next week. I don't know. If anyone's an eye doctor... Uh, at Abe Cannon, A B E K A N A N on Twitter, or I mean, whatever. I, Hit me somewhere. I mean, I, let me know the answer to that. I, you know, there's been some cool people with eye patches in the past. Um, there's been some rock stars and some pirates and Solid Snake uh, from Metal Gear had an eye patch at some point. <laughs> um, 
So I have no problem with an eye patch. I'm just saying that in 2015, if you're gonna have an eye patch, you probably don't want to have a skull and crossbones on it. <laughs> he was, was just like, sitting there playing blackjack. <laughs> if there was some kind of like eye, some kind of prosthetic eye that, and maybe there is. Maybe we'll get a tweet. Yes, there is. Like an eye that actually the movement parallels the movement of your good eye. You can't see it, but that would be an ideal situation. But glass eyes look really, really fake. Wait, Sam, hold that thought. Base is ready. Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, base. <laughs> Hello. So this is a very weird podcast. It started out, if you're listening to this, by the way, base, the beginning of this podcast, I recorded my interview on Sludge's show. So that's, oh, the, okay. so that's the first 18 minutes of the podcast. Nice. So, the it's previous... eight, so it's 18 minutes of a UFC talk. Well, no, no, no. We talked about everything. Vegas. Oh, so wait a second. Hey, I, so you're actually that you're going to be sewing these two together? I, I, I called you right after I did that. So yeah. this is all together. Oh, but so the, so the, the actual um, published episode is going to include the exclusive interview with Sludge. That's right. So we have 18... So this is a very interesting podcast. The first 18 minutes were Sludge and I on WIP in Philadelphia. The previous 25 minutes were Sam and I talking about Vegas. And now Bass joins us for the remainder of the podcast. This is the main event portion of the podcast. It is Bass. Now, here's the question. If you had an eye patch... Mm -hmm. An eye patch? (laughs) Just no setup. Okay. When I was in Vegas, there was a guy playing blackjack wearing an eye patch. (laughs) And the eye patch had a skull and crossbones on it. You know, it's so weird. I only thought you were talking about like some sort of iPad, like eye patch kind of deal there for a minute. No, like a, like a pirate eye patch. I, I hear what you're saying now, but for a minute there, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Would you wear one with a skull and crossbones on it? Like one eye Willie style? Well, it, it literally had a skull and crossbones on the eye patch. If I had an eye patch, I don't know if I'd be making too many public appearances no matter what I was doing. Exactly. And wouldn't you, I said I would wear sunglasses all the time. Uh, yeah, well, if you wore sunglasses and all you had was one good eye, that would make it pretty hard on yourself, wouldn't it? Well, that's true. And th- that's what I said. You're, My- you're adding an extra element of, like, kind of hurting your eyesight. And, Sam, let's, oh. see, let's see what Bass's thoughts are on this. Do you think? Hold if on, hold on, hold on, one second, hold on. Oh, and now, now an appearance by DJ. So, so now we had bass on for two minutes, and now his crying child will join us for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, it keeps getting better. We had we only had, we had two minutes exclusive with bass, so we had eighteen minutes, eighteen minutes of sludge, twenty five minutes of Sam and I, two minutes of bass, and now the remainder of the podcast will be with DJ Levy, the screaming baby. Hey, he has quite his own audience. <laughs> you right? Ew. Is that how you talk to him? Wow, bass. Is that how you talk to him? Like, <laughs> no, what kind of voice was that? Hey, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that like a Michael Jackson? <laughs> this is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Wow, bass. No, no cursing around the baby. Bass, you're going you're gonna to mess him up speaking like that. Yeah, but would you believe that deep voices scare babies? Do, do, that, do that again, bass. No. Ew. Oh, that was. Oh, this was worth it just for scary. that soundbite that I'll have forever. Yeah, I get scared of my real voice. So I can't do it. Well, base, you you don't. So you talk in that voice all the time at your house. Base, I, I I've been feeling very hopeful for the future of that kid until about thirty seconds ago. There you go. Good night. When I heard your Jared voice. 
Yes. <laughs> Would you yeah. like some Jesus juice? Yeah. You are, yeah. Who's Jack the Ripper here? I'm talking to DJ. Well, he gets scared He's of the people. Yeah, you go high. Most beautiful thing you do is sleep in the bed with a child. Warm wow. milk cookies, some Jesus juice. When you, when, when you have a voice like this, it scares children. Does that really scare them? It does. He gets very he doesn't, uh, he doesn't really know his own father. He does. He gets very scared, so he talks <laughs> light to him. It's like it's like going out to like a, a scared cat. You, you can't like stomp over to him. You have to. Yeah, but base at some point, the cat's light. gonna get used to if you talk in that right. voice all the time. So you're saying base that when uh, when uh, what's his name? Who's that rapper with that deep voice base that you like? Biz Marquis. When Biz Marquis talks to his cat. What? He, when Bismarck, remember that did, rapper I like? Didn't you do that sound off with Bismarcky? No. Yeah, remember he came on the show and you 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 did something where you went back and forth with his voice. With Bismarcky, we had Bismarcky on. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have Bismarcky, did we? No, no, at Q101. Remember, I, I, called did, something, him, I did. I did something with Bobo from Cypress Hill. I don't know, whatever. But so whatever. Who's someone with a deep voice? Uh. They all have deep voices, the rappers. Yeah, so you're saying that they all talk to their cats with that 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 twink voice that you were just well, doing? I don't know how they do, but my particular son is very like worried if I talk normally. So, yeah, but I think Abe's point base is you do have to get him used to it. So like, well, yeah, I mean, I think, the older he gets, the older he gets, the more he's going to mature. I mean, you know, Daddy's not going to change. That's how Daddy talks. That's Daddy's regular voice. And Daddy always walks around in angry Daddy bird boxers. He doesn't, he doesn't always sound like Michael Jackson, sparkling Listerine. Well, the older he gets, the less he's going to be scared of it. But for now, I mean, you're talking about a kid who, like, when you see, like, you know, when a dish falls to the ground, he screams. I mean, kids get scared of every little thing. Wait, let's, wait, let's, yeah. get, a repl- let's get a replay of what just happened. Yeah, I wouldn't wear an eye patch. Yes, DJ, calm down. Yes, yes, very charming. Well, I like to see how both of you guys would be around a child too, by yourselves, especially well, I, think I, would, I, would, I think I would just use my normal voice. Yeah, I don't well, like yeah, that because shit. You, well, you don't have the big voice like I do. Well, that's true. I don't. The no, big that, that voice. is true. I don't have the big voice, but I, I, I definitely don't. I don't. I don't sound like um, Jerry Sandusky either. <laughs> yeah, well, Sam is a pretty. Sam is a pretty stern voice. He sounds like. I always kind of assume he sounded like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need all the receivers to meet me in the locker room in the showers in three minutes. Yes, yeah. three minutes. All the receivers meet me in the shower. No slap assing until I get there. Coach Sandusky, are you supposed to wear an eye patch over there? That's yeah. my dick. <laughs> I always wear an eye patch on my dick, unless you want me to. You want me to free Willie? You want me to free Willie? I'll free Willie. Yes, Coach, Coach Sandusky. I just got here. What's the first order of business? Freeing Willie. You know, you know who Willie is. Have you met Willie yet? Say hi to Willie. He's wearing the eye patch on his dick with the skull and crossbones on it. I love how we're getting into old Sandusky talk out of nowhere. I know. That name hasn't been brought up in three yeah. years. <laughs> just anything based talking to his son ends up a discussion about Michael Jackson and Sandusky, two old pedophiles. <laughs> we should at least do something contemporary like Bill Cosby. Oh, there you go. But he's not quite, he's not a child molester. He's just a rapist. DJ, if you wouldn't mind putting on this eye patch. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> hey, base. Maybe you could give us some insight on this. If someone's okay. missing an eye, 
Is the socket wide open or is that eyelid always shut? I have no idea. I've always wondered the same thing. Wouldn't you, Sam? Don't say anything. One of us said that you should sew the eye the eyelid shut. The other one said that you shouldn't. What would you do? I, I would I would sew that thing shut. Exactly. Really? Yeah, because if it's not functional, I mean, what if something flies in there? Yeah, it's yeah, disgusting. but I mean, that's. I mean, I, what, if, what if all of a sudden there's like a spider web? Here's here's my my. And this is, I'm just assuming that if you sew one eyelid shut, it's going to affect the other eyelid. Well, I think it'll rip open. because when you make open the other one uncomfor- uncomfortable. I would always keep it closed, though, at all times. I'd always have it closed, but that'd be tiring. Yeah, but your whole life you're going to just, like, tighten your eyelid? I would. What, are you going to have that well, open, I mean, that open, like, isn't big that the point, opening? Isn't that, the point of the, isn't that the point of the eye patch, so you don't have to, exactly. like, keep it closed? Exactly. Believe me, Abe, it's not sewn shut. And there's probably a good reason why it's not. I okay. just think it would, I, I think no matter how tight you sew it, it's going to always be fighting its way open. And it's going to rip at some point. And then you're going to be bleeding well, in not, the face. I mean, if you, wait, hold your eyes shut right now. It's not like fighting its way open. It would if it was all... If, if you... Try... Hold your it right eye shut. have a brain. Sam, listen. Hold your right eye shut and start blinking with the left eye. It becomes hard and your right eye wants to exactly, pop. Exactly. And, and that's why you don't sew it shut because it makes... Uh, everyday um, eyelid activity on the other side, um, awkward. That's why you don't do that. That's why you don't sew it shut. So you, so your other eyelid feels natural. Yeah. So they both still blink. You know what? I was at first on Abe's side, but now Sam makes a pretty good point. Very good, base. Welcome. I, I would just put a super... I'd put <laughs> water's, a, water's fine over here, base. Though you refer to me as Jerry Sandusky, I'm going to go ahead and get no, past no, that no, for now. No, I, I meant... No, I'm going to go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and, and get past that right not now. Come on to your side. Just that molester voice. Would you, guys, would you guys consider putting a super ball in the socket? A super ball? I'd just like something to ball. hold the plate? No, super, like one of those bouncy super balls. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and then just tape it in. Or tattoo the eye to my eyelid. So in case I have our closing it, it looks like... Oh, that's, oh, that's, a, now that's a good idea, Base. You tattoo the eyelid. So at least then when it's closed, it looks like an eye. Yeah, but I'm that, sure that would really pass but, as an eye. But that, you, know, you know what's awesome, Base? If you do that... Listen to this, Base. If you do that, then it's always going to look like you have one eye open and one eye closed. Because when the that's other true. eye is open, the eyelid is going to be um, open. Right? So you might as well just do it to both eyes, then, both eyelids. Then. So you might as well put both eyelids and just always keep both eyes closed. <laughs> you might that point, you might as well just pop out the second eye and just always wear the the, the Ray Charles sunglasses. Well, I'm I mean, what's sure worse? What I, yeah. What's worse, honestly, having one eye or no eyes? Probably one eye. No eye. I would think no eyes would be worse because no you still going to see. Much worse. Completely blind or somewhat blind. No eyes is a hundred times worse than having one eye. Yeah, but then so you, you can just tell own me, Abe, You mean to tell me, Abe, if you only had one eye, you would just say, fuck it, take out the other one? I'd probably pop out the other one just because then you could just <laughs> be... But then you would never see that. But then you could just you be are blind. You totally a moron. No, then you could just be blind. <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you could finally just be blind? <laughs> if you're I mean, blind... Why would, why would being... Hey, 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 hey stop. <laughs> Abe, let me ask you a question. Why would being blind better than, than being able to see out of one eye? <laughs> having, having full vision out of one eye is so worse than completely blind. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. The quote was, so you can finally just be blind. Like, that's... 
that that's more comforting than anything else. And, and, Finally, and, I'm just blind. And no eyes is that's absolute blackness. That's horrible. That's yeah, but then like, you're just a blind guy. Instead of having to deal with eye patches, oh, the strength. If I wear sunglasses all day, yeah, well, the, I'm going to be weakening you my eye. You're going to see something. I don't want to be completely blind. I think you're better off. Wow, Abe. In, in that ever- was maybe the dumbest thing you've ever said. You said a lot of dumb <laughs> shit. He's got quite the collection. Of course, that I wouldn't pop out my other eye. I've ever heard. I'm just saying that you're you're. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't pop if I lost an eye. I wouldn't right away take a blowtorch and blow out the other one. You like, gotta uh, do it that way. You gotta take a blowtorch to it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't dip like a, a, hot, a hot iron in fire and stick it in and pull oh, it out. Oh, that sounds so painful. I wouldn't do that. But my point is that it's probably easier to live the life of a blind man because then you're just blind. Yeah, then you're just blind. Yeah, but why, how is being blind easier so than seeing? Hey, close, close your right eye right now. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, it's not going to be, it's not easier, but it's definitely not that difficult to live with no, one No, I know it's not difficult to live that Besides way. Besides the, the for, you know, obviously the, you know, you're looking at the vanity aspect, the cosmetic yeah. aspect. That's it. my point, is that but you're, you're considered why is more of a... never seeing again? No, I know, but you're considered more of a freak if you're missing one eye than if you're blind. If you're blind, you're not <laughs> a freak. I, 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 don't think, I, don't, I don't think any, any <laughs> person is considered more of a way. You're not a freak, you just happen to... Be blind or be blind in one eye. You're no, if you're blind, you're never considered a freak. You're just regular. Abe, ultimate solution. Walk around with one of those masks from Daft Punk. Nobody will ever know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's, this is how the Holocaust started. Conversations like this. What's Honestly, Abe, this is how the Holocaust started. Conversations like this. <laughs> Eventually, it was like, get rid of all of them. Man, we have really hit every spectrum of bad in this podcast since I've been no, on. No, no, I'm just saying that. From Jared to, Jer- to, to Jerry Sandusky to the Holocaust, we're really hitting all the stripes here. But, yeah, it's all related. Sam, Jared, I, I, Sandusky, I, I, We didn't even bring up Jared. <laughs> that, that, that's a more contemporary molester. We should have used him. Um, oh, it started, Jared. A, a luchador mask. If you're if you're blind and white. I, I just don't want to walk around. I'm trying to figure out other ways to walk around than with an eye patch on. It disturbs me that you think that somebody with a with one eye is a freak. No, no, not a freak. But I'm saying in society. You just said for face. Did he not say freak? No, you're, you're, you're freak. I, I don't Multiple think people. No, no, I don't think you people, said an eye patch is more of a freak than no, somebody who's soci- completely blind. No, you're not listening to me. In society, you're considered. Who's considered? If, if Caitlyn Jenner, the, the audience for the McGregor fight. I mean, what society are you talking? <laughs> if Caitlyn Jenner what walks, down, listen, are you, are listen. You speaking if Caitlyn Jenner walks down the street. A lot of people consider that a freak, right? She's a freak. Oh, that's a freak. A lot of people consider a lot of people freaks. That's I mean, what I'm saying. People are not good people. That's what I'm saying. As someone with an eye patch right away gets put into that freak category, even though they're not. They have pretty much the same eyesight you have. Okay, so, okay. So, so, so to appeal to the lowest common denominator of people, you would gouge out the other eye with a hot iron. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's probably easier to live the life of a blind man. It's definitely not easier. It is definitely not easy. At the very period. least, at the very least, then you should just wear sunglasses all the time if you have one eye. I mean, if you're just blind in one uh, eye, that's fine. Because then Abe, your eyes. I will, Abe, I will agree to that. <laughs> to the sunglasses. If you have one eye, if you have one eye, you should definitely wear sunglasses. Well, that's good. At least, at, at least we're on the same page. Yes, um, let, I'm seeing both sides now. Let's actually move on to something more important. So I went to get my truck. What's line. more important? What's that? I said, what's more important than that? Well, listen to this. So I went, I, I went to get my truck lined up today. 
kind of. Sam, you, you got a haircut? Sam, what's a your lineup? Truck a, your, truck a, your truck got a fade? Sam, what's a lineup <laughs> on a truck? Explain that to the common folk. I, Abe, I, you explain it. I have no idea. Just think a what... Tune-up, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> no. A wash. A wash. I had no idea you were speaking of a wash. <laughs> of course I am! <laughs> All right, so you went to get your car washed. When I, when I say I got lined up, what do I say? That means I got a haircut. Cleaned up. Nice. So when you say you got your car lined up, that means you got a, a car wash. Okay, so you went and got a car wash. Yes. Right. So I walked. Did you go to one of the automatic ones, or did you go no, no, pay no. the uh, 13 bucks for the dudes to do the in and out? It's, it's like $20 to have a truck. Okay. So I went in there, and the girl behind the counter, she goes, oh, it's $20, and do you want Amaral? And I said, Amaral? Uh, well, hang on. Yes, I know it's Armorall, but she said, do you want Amaral? <laughs> now, the only question the only question she has to ask besides, do you have a truck or a car is, do you want Armorall? And she <laughs> referred to it as Amaral, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take the Armorall uh, on the dash and the tires. She said, okay, cool. So I, I, you know, I didn't think much of it until I was sitting in the waiting room, and everyone who walked in, she said, Amaral? You want Amaral? It's like... Can't someone who works like is she? Are they that afraid to correct her? Can't someone oh, think, when you're in a, when you're in the car industry, they're just happy to have a woman there. No, well that's true, base because it was all these guys and they and, and she. There's she, never women there, and it's always greasy dudes that you don't want to talk to. So all right, just just come close to it, and they'll be fine. Well, it's funny because I, I I used to go to this car wash all the time. And there's this older white guy who owns it. And he walked in, and he, I, her last name was like Rodriguez or something. She was a Mexican girl. He goes, Miss Rodriguez, is everything going okay? It's almost like she's like her majesty. God. It's like, so I feel like she's cocky, and she doesn't give a fuck, so she just says Amaral. She doesn't even, like, even if they tried to correct her, she'd be like, what the fuck you say? What do you say? What do you say, old man? You want me to quit? No, Miss Rodriguez, please. Please, call it whatever you want. So, but how lazy is that? You have one <laughs> question to ask, and she says Amaral. I think it's funny that you actually corrected her and she didn't actually do the, uh, wait a minute, is it pronounced armor all? Because maybe I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Because everyone who she said. She went right with it, yeah. No, everyone who asked her, they say, hey, could I have armor all on the tires or armor all on the dash? She goes, oh, armor all? Oh, she want armor all on the. <laughs> oh, armor How ignorant is that, though? She has one, she only needs to know one thing. Oh, you mean armor Yeah. And then she would say, and, and if she was real mean about it, too. She, she'd be like, you want Amaral? And they'd say, uh, so do you want it? She would say to each person, so do you want it? So do you want it? All right, Amaral. And then she would have to tell the Mexican guy, all right, so uh, it's a uh, uh, in and out with Amaral. God. <laughs> oh, man. So obviously no one would. Wouldn't you correct her if you worked with her? Hey, just so you know, it's called Amaral. You know they probably have corrected and she probably went, No, I, I bet they, I bet no one has. I I'm pretty sure that she just doesn't care. I almost want to go back in there tomorrow and correct her. What, if, what if in Mexico it's actually called Amaral? You want Amaral? Yeah. You want Amaral? What, what if that's what they were really giving you? Some really generic shitty like yeah. it really is Amaral, asshole. Yeah, it actually is Amaral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like shit after two hours. <laughs> Sam, go in there tomorrow and, and get get a car wash. I'll tell you which one it is after. Yeah, I don't and if she like says Amaral, just t- correct her. Say you know it's Amaral. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll just. I'll do it for the experiment only. Say I heard about you. Say my brother told me that you don't know how to say Amaral, and he was ah, right. there. Oh, I'll be like, oh, hello, Miss Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So okay, I've so, heard about you. So after I got the car lined up, my air conditioning was base. I by the way, I picked base up yesterday, and we went to Ocheval, which is the number one burger in the country, and it's right here in Chicago. Got voted number one burger in the country. And Damn uh, good burger. And base, do you remember what your your uh, critique of my truck was when we were driving? Your air conditioner sucks. Ah, yes, it does suck. So the next stop after getting the truck lined up was I went to AutoZone and I got some AC Pro, which I've been, I know, hey, just so you know, that shit, it's like using Fix-A-Flat. What are you, some kind of moron? What are you, some kind of dummy? You don't use it, but I've been using AC Pro now. Every year I use it now, and it's fine. For $22, by the way, in Chicago, we have a 62-day summer, so... If I pay $22 and my truck is ice cold for those 62 days, I don't give a fuck. I just want it ice cold for those 62 hot days or those 48 hot days, whatever we get, and that's the end of it. Now, my my question to you is this. If your air conditioning is not working, which it was not, why would you have it jacked all the way up with the windows closed? Because it came out, it was still cooler than what was coming in from the outside. No, well, that's because you were in the back. You were in the back seat, where it's probably hot as fuck. Yes, you think yes, I care I about you? You think I, you could roll your window down? I know they were locked. Oh, sorry. So, anyways, <laughs> I keep the child locks on for buffoons like yourself. Oh yeah, I probably do need that, but not in that case. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, so I get that AC Pro shit twenty two dollars, and now my my. And by the way, maybe they want to be a sponsor of the podcast. AC Pro. Yeah, I was about to say, man, they should be the way you're jerking them off right now. I mean, it's all the same. You could probably buy the generic shit. It's the same thing. But is there, is there, is there an Amarillo version of I was just going to say the same thing. You have BC Pro? <laughs> you guys have BC Pro? You say you want the BC Pro, right? So anyways, I line it up. Now it's ice cold. It's all good now for the next 40 days. I'm fine. So do you guys ever see those um, thug nerd guys? They're nerds, but they have that, like, ghetto twang to their voice. Like a, a white, picture a white nerd that says, yo, my old lady. You ever hear those kind of guys? Sure. They're, they're real dirty looking, the molester mustache. Sometimes they have yeah, long hair. Yeah, we have a lot of bug nerds here in Humboldt Park in Chicago. Yeah. So that guy came out, and he's like, yeah, you might need two of those. You might need two of those. And I said, oh, okay, well, let me see how one works. Then he chased me outside, and he said, yo, you get that panel in, you, you see, I'm the one with the other Jeep out here. And he's just a little nerd. I'm the one with what? the other. He goes, yo, you get your paneling done yet? I said, what? I didn't know what paneling? he was saying. Paneling? Paneling on, on the truck. Yeah, no, I. He had some kind of stupid panel job on his truck. I'm the one with the other Jeep. Before I, like, as I was walking out. Like you were inspecting all the cars. Exactly. And so, so he thought, because there was no way, by the, when he was telling me about the other Jeep, I wasn't even back out in the lot yet. Like, I was walking out into the lot. And he's like, yeah, I'm the one, I'm the one with the other Jeep. Like, when I, as soon as I parked, I inspected the, oh, there's another Jeep. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, I'm the one with the other Jeep. I'm the one with the other Jeep. Like, yeah. that was on your mind the whole time. And then I said, oh, oh, you have a Jeep too? Yeah, the other one out there. No, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't see it, fuckhead. Because I don't care. Like if I see, I, I I forget that I even have a Jeep. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm one of those guys who's like, oh, any other Jeeps out here? Right. You're not you're not Jeep proud or anything. The, well, the, isn't it like isn't it like something stupid? Like if somebody else has a Jeep, you have to like wave at them. No, you know what it is, base. Actually, you know what? There are some. I, we actually used to know a guy who was like a Jeep nerd where. 
it's almost like this like douche club if you have a Jeep. Yeah. You have to like acknowledge all the other douchebags. I mean, I, you know, I used to have a Jeep. Uh, I knew a guy who would actually chase yeah, somebody yeah, Sam, down just to wave at them. Yeah, Sam, you used to have a Jeep that I now have. Because right, I bought right. it from my Jeep. <laughs> I you know what I'm talking about? The, the gentleman that we were friends with back in the day who um, yeah. was a Jeep. I, Jeep. We, we, Sam and I, well, Sam had a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which I have now. So that's not really a douche Jeep. But well, I mean, no, but any, any, any it's Jeep. Not Jeep. It's the person who joins the douche club is what you yeah. are speaking of. Yeah, I'm the one with the other Jeep. I'm the one with the other one out there. And they're always smoking <laughs> cigarettes. You know, that guy was obviously part of the group. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then he was telling me about, oh, it's pretty cheap for eighty dollars. You go on Amazon and you buy this, and you could, you could, yeah. And then Panel he starts, it. and then, then, so then, while I'm putting the AC Pro, <laughs> and he sits on the curb, and they always smoke cigarettes. Those thug nerds, they always have yeah. a cigarette ready to roll, one behind their ear. Yo, and then, I, you know, I just saw something like that today. It's funny you should mention that. Uh, thug nerd smoking. Yeah, the the cigarette like pretty much down to the nub in their fingers and like a like a fresh <laughs> like like a, a giant one in their ear. Like, what are you doing, man? Just smoke the other one. And then uh, and then he goes. So of course, you know, Sam. I always have to over. I'm not. I'm too nice to everyone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna order it right now. No, right? I said, man, your Jeep, his Jeep didn't look better than mine. But I said, oh man, yours looks. Sh-. I said the word sharp. What did, he have? did he have like an 83 wagon? <laughs> it looked sharp. Yeah, no, I think his was like a year or two newer than mine, but it, it didn't. It looked the same. It, there was nothing cool about it. But I'm like, oh yeah, yours looks real sharp. I like. I like the. I even said I like the paneling. Yeah, like, but, yeah. You know, Abe, you know, Abe probably asked them for like the like the website address to get the panel in. I'm like, type it into my phone so I don't so that he knows that Abe I would probably get kept it. calling it paneling just to match him. Yeah, paneling. You get your paneling <laughs> done yet? Yeah, it, no, I didn't. Get, I didn't get the panel in done yet. See how nice my car looks with the Amarol on. <laughs> yeah, I just got Amarol on it. But he goes, <laughs> I, lo- I love how he said you get the panel in yet. Like everyone who has that truck always, <laughs> like it's known that you go on Amazon and right. buy some shitty paneling to put on. You get the paneling yet? No. Yeah, I'm going with the other Jeep. I'm going with the other Jeep. So I'm like, uh, oh yeah, yours is really sharp. I like, oh that's cool. I like that. And he goes, yeah, but yeah, I like your tires better. Dude, well, that's the Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got real beefy tires. God, beefy I, tires. I know nothing about those. I think I yeah. replaced one tire. So whatever tires were on there, I don't know. I, I don't. I know nothing about the current tires. The ones you no. had on Sam are probably the same ones. Yeah, I can tell you there was nothing special about those tires. They were and, if, and if one goes, just give me the one that's closest to that one. And then he said something about like I've been pricing it for three months. The tires I've been looking for those or something. Those be I want those real beefy ones like you got. I remember. I actually have a story about those tires. Oddly enough, I remember when I got those tires. The moron who put them on. You know how when you get tires put on, you can either get them put with the white walls out or in? Do you know how, like, the tires have, like, I, white I didn't, walls? I didn't, I didn't know that you had that option. I thought if it was white walls, you just had to have the white walls out. No, you could actually get the white walls out or in. Um, you know, I don't care either way. But I remember whatever it was. I don't remember I don't remember what I even wanted. But I remember that when they put them on, the guy, like, he, like, he did, like, two white walls out and two in. Like, he just didn't give a shit when he did it. <laughs> did you say that? I'm like, I'm like, this looks ridiculous. And I was like, I asked for it this way. I figured you fix it, and they, and they, they didn't want to do it. I'm like, well, it's going to cost more money. I'm like, no. I said, I'm not going to ride out of here with two white walls and two in. I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs>
But and actually, the guy was he was actually he was probably the same guy. Did the they guy. have it? Was it like the two front were white walls or the two back, or was it no, like no, it the left it, rear, it was, the front I right? Like it was just like I think it was like one on the front was one on the back was <laughs> messed up. And it was actually one of those nerds too. I think he did have the cigarette nub and the one in his ear and talking about paneling. Uh, remember he, I don't know what you're complaining about. We we made him beefy like you asked. Did you pay him when, when he was when when they told him to go do it? He was like, "Give me a hard stare walking back to the shop." Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I want it done the way it's supposed to be done, fuckhead. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's really not that difficult to it's just align like, four tires. It, it, <laughs> th- those thug nerds always work at Jiffy Lube too. You know. Yeah. They, they do. Yeah. Let me. Yo. So, so you gonna get the uh, the extended uh, oil? The seventy nine dollar oil. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna get the one on your side. Twenty four. That's nothing. Bare bones comes with nothing. That's all comes with like oil. The thing I don't like about Jimmy Lou is that they call you in so that you can look at the uh, 1974 computer that they have. Oh yeah. And they, and they and they go, but according to this, you need to flush out your whole system. I'm just yeah. saying you don't have to, but yeah. it recommends your car needs it. You're right. It's, it's very uncomfortable. I, I actually I, I stopped going to Jiffy Lou for oil changes because of the hard sell. Yeah. But it's like they advertise always on you know on the marquee. They'll say like oil change twenty nine bucks. Then you go in there and, and they treat you like an asshole yeah, for wine. Want it, yeah. Like why do you want that? Oh, you won't get the, the you won't get the hundred and seventy two point inspection. That, it's like there's not even hundred seventy two things to inspect. All you do is you know what they inspect? They put in windshield washer fluid. That's it. And they charge me thirty dollars to replace windshield wipers that they just replaced three months ago. Yeah, you need new wipers, three new lights. And they they always show me something about the car that I would have no idea if it looked bad or not. You see this filter? Look at that. That's dirty. Right, it they, they, is. Like, I, I, I have no I have no idea what the dirty filter. Yeah. <laughs> Those filters, I'm pretty sure when you put it in clean, the minute you drive it like around the block, it's black. So yeah. no matter what, that that that's how they trick you. They pull the filter. I hate that. Don't I when I come in I should say I don't want my filter off. I don't even want it unbuttoned. Leave the filter off. No, they, they probably take it off and they dip it in like um motor oil. Yeah, they dip it in soot. They're like they're like run it run Man, it. Yeah, your filter be bugging. And then they, then they, then when they print out the receipt, it's in that 1984 printer with the uh, oh, yeah. side things. And yeah, they're like, that? come on, like, can you sign here and here and here? <laughs> yeah, it comes out of one of those machines, like it's you yeah. know, where it does that feed. It goes. <laughs> Aren't we at a point where you could just make yeah, the three stuff co- on the side, like the? It's like, hey asshole! I came in here for a twenty-four dollar oil change, and I just bought five hundred dollars worth of Amaral. Why don't you go <laughs> ahead? And, why don't you go? Why don't you go ahead and upgrade that printer, pal? Why don't you upgrade to Windows ninety-five? Yeah. So if you, yo, if you get the twenty-four dollar one, no air pressure in the tires. We won't check anything. It's just like oil, and you're out. It's shitty oil too. It's garbage oil. It's a piece of shit oil. It's garbage. You want that shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. You know what's the best? I went in. I think I actually. I'm, yeah, I want that one. I'm pretty sure we talked about this actually on the podcast. When I went in there and I I, I wanted the 24.99 oil change and they 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 did the hard thing. So I'm like, fine, I'll take whatever he said, right? So then I found a coupon on my phone that made it cheaper than the tw- so I pay. I got the 35 dollar one and then I found a 15 dollar off coupon. So I ended up when I busted that thing oh, out. This were they when you presented that coupon? Oh, he looked so defeated. He looked at it like ten times. First, he said, "Like, well, I don't think that." And then when he read it, the I even I made sure the date was like two months. You know, expires in two months. First, first, he's like, "We don't take." And then he read it. He's like, "Oh fuck!" 
<laughs> hey, th- th- thanks for the Amaral and windshield washer, asshole. <laughs> and and the, the regular, not the shitty oil, the regular oil. <laughs> you get you get you get you get the trim yet? You get your trim yet? Yeah, it's forever. I'm the one with the other Jeep. I have that other one out there. You get saw your right? Paneling. Get your paneling done. You get your paneling. Uh, last last thing, guys, before we uh, before we wrap wrap this one up, um, I was with a guy who was probably. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> we knew it. Yeah. I was with a guy. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and I know we'll see you next week. We out. Yeah. That's it. Breaking news. <laughs> Everyone speculate for a week. Yeah. He was he was probably between I don't know how old he was between forty five and may, maybe even younger. Ooh. I don't know. He, Cougar. He, <laughs> Sugar daddy. No, they call them kangaroos. <laughs> but there was All a right. kid there was a kid who was like sixteen and he played um uh college baseball. This, and, this, this still sounds like or not college, high school a homosexual baseball. relationship. <laughs> Alright, forget it. Forget the story. So it's you the old guy in the Where's game. where's yeah, where's this going? Just go ahead. So basically, the kid was talking about his baseball team, and then the guy goes, "Oh, what I wouldn't do to suit up one more time." Who was the guy? Just, <laughs> just this forty-five-year-old guy who who was at the radio station, and okay. a guy brought his kid in. I don't want to get too specific into who you know, but this guy. Because what you just said was, I was with a guy. He was forty-five, and then there was this kid. I mean, there was a kid who was in high school. He sound, played high right? school baseball. Yeah, he was talking about baseball, and then the guy goes, "What I wouldn't do to suit up again." Yeah, and it reminded me of those guys who their glory years were in high school. And I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but it's really pathetic if you're a 45 year old man. If the greatest years of your life were 14, 15, 16, and 17, those were your glory years. Four years (laughs) when two two of which. Four t- okay, fine. Seventeen might be a decent age for some people. Right. Two of your greatest years were fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, those should really be like the worst years of your life. Yeah, honestly, honestly those shouldn't be the great. Oh, I remember uh, this kid in high school said, "I wish I could just drop out of school and still play football." God, <laughs> that's probably, that's probably because that sixteen-year-old kid was probably had by that dad when he was seventeen. Oh, what I wouldn't do to suit up. These are the greatest years of your life, kid. No, they're not. 14 and 15 are two of your greatest years? Well, it's funny. I, you know, we went to an all-boys Catholic high school here in the city, and I remember the teachers all saying, these are the greatest years of your life. And I remember thinking that was kind of weird. But if you look back, if you're a 50-year-old man making twenty five grand a year, yeah. then, yeah, I guess looking at a bunch of 14-year-olds, that probably they feel like that was the best years of their life because they clearly failed. Um, in life, so the people who, people telling you that are generally people who failed as adults. Well, that is true. If, if, if you're, and, and I don't, I don't want to sound rude, but I mean, it is, it, it, it just, it's what I've observed. Like people who value the high school years more than anything else are people who, who pretty much they probably were assholes throughout high school. Number one, but some of them bullies. have good. Like this guy actually has a good job. It's not even about the money you make. It's about what you think of, like what you wanted. I guess. If you're one of those well, high, school I, high, high school high school was a good time. I mean, if you do think about it, those are, I mean, I wouldn't classify them as the greatest years of my life, and what I wouldn't give to a uh, strap on the acne face one more time and 
walk around as awkward as I was. But I mean, there was no responsibility. I mean, you pretty much, you know, got to go out every night of the week. You had energy for days. Now, if I have one beer, the next day I'm, I feel like I got to oh, buy so a ba- truck. Oh, so so base is one of these guys who thought high school. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying the greatest years of my Let's life. Them, but I, he's at he's I at his work. I, I do understand the appeal of it. I, I do wish I could go back. I hope you guys enjoy this. High school was the greatest years of my life. I smoke weed I every you, day. I didn't say it was the that was Play fun. basketball eight hours straight. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun time. Drink a lot of beer. Wore baby blue every day. <laughs> I can't now pull I off baby to, blue. Now I have to go to car watches and correct a girl on how to say armor all. See, that's the greatest days of my life, correcting a girl on, on that. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew base in high school. I wasn't, very, I wasn't very different he was, than this. He was a drug dealer, wasn't he? No, I just knew where to get certain things. No, but were lo- you like a middleman selling weed or something like that? Abe, I was I was able to locate things from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I think high school's wanna... the, high school's the last time though where you could live in a fantasy land. Like it, when you're a 15 year old in high school, you could still pre- even if you suck at football, you could still pretend like you're going to be in the NFL. Right. You yeah, can still tell people oh, I'm playing football. It's the last time you, it's the last time where you think you can do whatever you want in this life because once you turn 18, 19, you start real you start seeing the harsh reality. You know, when you're in high school like, you know, it is like, you remember when back in high school like you're like, man, I, what do I want to be? Do I want to be an astronaut? Do I want to be a yeah. do I want to play, play for the Bears or the White Sox? for the Bulls? <laughs> Do I want to be in Led Zeppelin? Right. Well, rea- reality, reality really sets in the minute you're like, oh, I got to pay rent this month. Right. Remember when your biggest fear was like, I got a book report, dude. Shit. Right. What am I going to do for a book report? Yeah. See, that sounds horrible. I'd rather have to pay rent than write a book report. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, I'm on well, the squad. See, when you're 15, you could just tell. You could go up to one of those 46 year olds and be like, "Yeah, I'm on the squad," even though you don't play at all. You yeah. Still, yeah, yeah, I might play college ball. I haven't decided yet. No, you won't. You don't even get into the high school sophomore games. You're well, a junior, I, and they won't even put you on the sophomore. What bothers me the most are, are the 46 year olds who try to, when they're around 15 year olds, try to act like they're one of the guys. Oh yeah, like drink with them and stuff. That's the worst. Like you know, you know. You know, yeah, give me a beer too. Like, uh, so you're not you, gonna you drink a beer, you guys, pussy. Where's Burns? You guys at? into Mumford and Sons? Like, don't try to appeal to these kids. I mean, it, it's it's they think you're weird when you do that. Number one, I remember when I was a kid and you'd see like a adult come around and try to act like they're one of the boys. Yeah, that's not cool. It never, it's never cool. Well, Sam, those were child, those were child molesters. <laughs> no, that's, a lot of them were the people like who you just mentioned. Yeah, the people who. You know, revel in the glory of when they ran back a kickoff when they were fifteen against um, um, Prairie Valley. Like those people, like just want to be one of the guys. Just want to, yeah. You guys want to party tonight? You mind if I tag along? Like, <laughs> you mind if the old man comes? Hey, hey, I know cops. If you guys get in trouble, and then and then then you flash forward to like the forty six year old father making out with a junior. And she's all drunk. Right. He's making out right. with her, like that scene right. in, in old school where Vince Vaughn's in that bedroom with that girl. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I remember when I was like nineteen. I was at a college party. I, I, I was at the University of Iowa. I remember this, and they were actually at the house that these guys were. You know, wherever I was, the party I was at, they had a big party, and there were like two adults there, and they were like they had to be in their forties, and they were like from like the old frat. And they actually came down to party. And it, I remember thinking how, even at 19, I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, why do they want to be back here at 40 years old? Like, what went so wrong? 
that they're back here 20 years later. I agree with you. Yeah, what, we're what, is, to... what, what about your life that this right now is more appealing right. than whatever you got going on right now? Hey, Burns, it's Pacheco coming down to party. You ready? <laughs> oh, Pacheco, you're back? Yeah. Yeah, brother, I'm class of 2003. Class of 2003, brother. Let's do it big. <laughs> One last time before I turn 30. It's time to party. And he's the guy who shows up like in a toga, like, dude, we don't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All, all he wants like a like, like a like a foreigner shirt on, or <laughs> <laughs> he rolls up Rush, in nineteen seventy nine tour. It's like Billy Madison rolling up in the Camaro and just like yeah. just leaning up against it with a jean jacket on. <laughs> yeah, back in my day, we used to stick our finger in their eye when we were in the pile. That's I remember one of my football coaches. <laughs> then yeah, I took my and he, he'd tell these stories. He was like thirty something. We were fourteen. Why do you want to impress? I don't want to impress fourteen yeah, year olds. I don't. You couldn't even get away with the stuff you were doing. 14-year-olds, let alone impress them. And why were they always into talking to 14-year-olds like, hey, did you get laid this weekend, boys? Like, you're 14. Why why would you want to talk to 14-year-olds about that? Hey, you guys getting it? You sniffing anything yet? (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you you haven't been to I don't know how other high schools operate, but if if you've been to an all-boys school, you know what we're talking about. There are some creeps who are your superiors, who want to be your boys, who want to hang out, who want to talk to you about, Stuff you should be talking to talking to your friends about, and thinking about it now, it's actually pretty disturbing. But you know what's weird? They, those guys latch on to like the cool guy, like they'll latch on to yeah. McNeil oh, or whatever. All, yeah, Chad is awesome, man. Yeah, but, no, but they'll Chad. say this. They'll say something like this: "Hey, uh, Levy, you getting any yeah. yet? No. <laughs> hey, why don't you then why don't you sniff Dawson's finger, and then he gives Dawson five. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dawson does that. <laughs> he does that sniff thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Dawson's taking care. Dawson, you get with Misty yet? <laughs> you know it, Coach. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna wrap this up because I need to put another coat of Amarol on my truck. All right, Dawson. <laughs> you know, Burns is getting some, right? Burns, get up here. Slap some five. Get up here. He's like, hey, hey, he's like, hey, he gets in front of the class and tells a story. Then he embarrasses. He's like, Levy, get up here. He's like, hey, man, just pussy up and down or left and right. How's it slit? How's it slit? Levy, God, is it up and down Levy. or left and right? Is it straight or sideways, Levy? Where does the slit come in? Levy, where does the slit come in? Dawson, tell him, tell him all about it. Up and down, coach. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. That's what it called. That's what ten thousand dollars a year gets you. I yeah, guess. exactly. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, guys. All right, we'll holler. See you. Later. Peace.